Welcome to Texas Businesses on the Rise. I'm Tatiana Chamorro, owner at High Digital Dallas and VP of High Creative. We interview business owners and their journey, dive into the do's, don'ts, and overall experience. We want to empower others by sharing experiences so we get raw and real on what it means to be a business owner. Stick around to the end of the podcast. We'll share great insights and reveal how you can be the next one interviewed. Let's do it. Thank you, everyone, for tuning back into Texas Businesses on the Rise. I am your host, Genesis Amaris Kemp, and today we will be chatting with Tiffany Gardner. She's going to tell us about her background, her business, as well as answering some exciting questions. So let's get ready to dive in. Welcome, Tiffany. Hi, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me, Genesis. Thank you so much for gracing us today with your lovely presence. You're all smiles. So I want you to start by telling me the name of your business and where you're located. So my uh, organization is called Reflect Us, and we are a national organization, and we have a pretty big uh, presence in Texas. Oh, nice. So with the name of your business called Reflect Us, what is the back end story to the name of your business? Well, Reflect Us is just that, right? Um, We are a coalition of the eight leading women's representation organizations in the country. We're working across the country to get more women elected and appointed to office and to make sure that our political leadership and our government reflects us. That is amazing. So just veering off topic a little bit, since you're working to create lasting change, because I'm sure you want to be the change that you want to see. So what is your stance when it comes to diversity, equity, and inclusion, and partnering that with the women that are the women that are getting elected into office or considering running? Oh, wow. I love that. I love that question. I really get that. Thank you. So, you know, when we think about making sure that our, our political leadership and our government is representative, um, I always say that we want to make sure that we don't, you know, practice what I call upside down uh, politics or upside down revolution where, um, yes, we have more women in office now, but they still come from those um communities, they're well-resourced and well-funded so that, okay, they're women, but you still have a lot of the disparities that we currently have now. Um, And so Reflectus is particularly keen on that. So we have um, a very um, robust and ambitious um, agenda to make sure that we are focusing on women of color, women from communities of color, but then also women from working class backgrounds, right? So, um, and that is something that the the field is, is beginning to do more of, especially with women of color, but with respect to the economic diversity of our country and looking at working class women and women from communities and in communities and holding down communities, um, that's something that's beginning to happen. And I'm so happy that Reflect Us is really on the forefront of that. I love that because I think that's so important because if you don't look at the whole schematic and have a holistic approach, then we're still missing some of the gap. So (laughs) yes, so kudos to you and your organization for doing all of those incredible things. So when did you decide that you wanted to be a business owner? Like what was that breaking point or turning point? You know, I, I don't I don't know if I ever decided it or it was decided for me. <laughs> so I've always been into sort of um, helping people and, you know, and when I was coming up, it was called public service and then social justice and, you know, but just sort of always felt myself kind of um, inclined in that way. Um, and, 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 and not everyone is and that's okay too. Everyone has to kind of find 
sort of marched to the beat of their drummer and that just happened to be my drummer. So I did everything from um, a lot of my work was uh, international. So I was in post-apartheid South Africa, right when Mandela was first um, elected and I was working for the Truth Commission there. Then I went off to Ghana and did a lot of work, um, lived in a rural area for a while and worked with rural farm women there, helping them to bring their products to market and therefore give them economic independence. Uh, worked in Cambodia, um, working with um, survivors of domestic violence and self sex, sex trafficking there, worked at the UN. And in all these roles, it was sort of, how can I help? How can I be of service? And then before long, you know, in these institutions that I would work with, I would say, well, there's a need here and there's a need here and there's a need there. And before I knew it, I started my own not-for-profit to sort of fill those needs. Mm -hmm. And so the first not-for-profit that I started is called One World Exchange. And so um, my my co-founder and I, who's a development expert, my best friend, actually, um, we started One World Exchange. And through that, we um, send young people of color and young people from poor backgrounds abroad for the summer to do human rights and development internships. And it's really just sort of seeing a need. And when I was out in all these different countries and all this amazing work, I would see Americans, they just didn't look like me. <laughs> and then when I was in India, I would see Americans who didn't look like me. When I was in Cambodia, and I said, well, again, there's a voice that's not being heard when we talk about our international policy. So how do we develop leaders who come from impacted communities? And then with Reflect Us, as I was, you know, running One World very happily, I got a call about Reflect Us. And um, they said, hey, listen, and at that point, I had been doing One World for about 10, 15 years. And they said, hey, listen, there's this opportunity to lead this organization organization to lead this coalition that, again, is all about um, broadening the space and broadening participation. And um, I said, I like the idea of it, and I think I could do a good job with this. So here I am. So again, between me seeing a need and wanting to address that need and me being called, it kind of sort of just happened. <laughs> I love that because I think it's really going to, it resonates with me and I'm sure it's going to resonate with the listeners because sometimes while we're going through life, there are certain plans that we want for ourselves, but the universe or the Heavenly Father or whoever you choose to believe has a different calling and that calling is attached to our purpose and destiny assignment. So the fact that you kind of expound on that, I was like, oh, as, as you were talking, Tiffany, I was like, oh, she has that servant leadership. Not only does she want want to not just leave her impact. She's going into uncharted territories where she's making a difference, where you're showing other people who may not necessarily be afforded the opportunity that you can be in this spot if you want to. So I'm going before you so I can prepare a way so you know that if you want to tap into this, you're more than capable of doing it. And that's what I heard from you as you were speaking. So let me know if I was correct there with what I heard. <laughs> you, know, I, I, you know me well after these, what, two, three minutes we've been talking. You know me well. No, definitely servant leader. So so I am a Christian. And the way that I work out my faith is through um, liberation theology. So what does one do for the widows and the orphans you've done unto me? So in all of the work that I've done, be it international or international, even in this country, it's been about the least of these and making sure that, you know, I help to empower the least of these and bring those voices to the fore. Um, so yeah, you got it. <laughs> that is amazing. And we did not even talk before, so I'm just rolling with it. So I want you to um, really, let's let's really dive in and unpack the business journey because some people see business and they see CEOs and people who are in high ranking positions as glamorous and they want to put you on a pedestal, but they never understand the back end story, the trials and the tribulations that you face to get to where you are. So let's 
go into that and unpack it. So the listeners who are either aspiring to be entrepreneurs or who are CEOs or et cetera, could know that, hey, we have to have grace and mercy for ourselves as well as one another, because it's not always going to be glamorous. It's not always going to be easy. No, it isn't. I, I think when you're, for me and how, how, I, how, I, how, I, how I wear and how I live my leadership, for me, it's only glamorous when someone else is talking about it, <laughs> or it's only glamorous when I when I'm hearing from it through, through an outside party. But for me, um, it's it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Um, it, it's a lot of work. And when I'm sort of up at you know two in the morning reviewing documents, or you know when I'm having phone calls, be it internationally when I was working internationally, even domestically, where I'm trying to figure something out, and you know, okay, this is your name. And at the end of the day, whether it, whether it flies or whether it falls, it's going to be your name. It's that added pressure there. So, 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 so the glamour part, um, I feel the, so I feel, I feel the glamour part externally. I don't feel it internally. If that, if that makes any sense, you know? Yes. And I think, and I think also, you know, there's a lot of fear in a lot of this, right? So there's a lot of, as you said, treading the unknown. And I think that when, so, for instance, when you see someone, let's say, walking on the water, again, if you're on the shore and you see them walking on the water, it's like, oh, my gosh, that is so amazing. He is walking or she is walking on water. Wow. When you're that person walking on water, it's scary as hell. <laughs> and so a lot of it is just really like, you know, what I find in leadership is that the, the most impactful dialogue that I have is a dialogue that I have with myself. Mm-hmm. Right. It's yeah. sort of like addressing those internal fears, right? Or, you know, addressing those, you know, th- those internal struggles that one has. And then once once you get the self right, then you go forward and you lead. But but there's nothing quote unquote glamorous in any of that. It's just very, it's just very real, right? Yeah. And it's important to just be real and transparent because when you're real, you're authentic, you're transparent, that speaks volumes versus people who put on a mask and think that everything is pretty. And, you know, there's so many things that people are doing nowadays to mask their true identity, whether it's social media, using filters, like using different things to change who they are. But I feel like in the day and age that we're living in, people want someone that they could relate to. To where they could be like, oh, that man, that's relevant. Like I, like I've been in the trenches too. Like I've been there. Like I know it. And I mean, like we have to get out of that microwave society where we think we want everything quick. Like let's go back to the days where things would simmer on the stove and slow cook and etc. And even though it may be a small beginning, don't despite small beginnings because as long as you're doing your good, you're planting those seeds, like look at all the things that Tiffany has accomplished. Like it's not for her to get a pat on the back, but it's so she's paving a foundation and she's making her mark, not just for this generation, but future generations to come. But she also talked about how she has those conversations with herself and that's self-awareness, that's self-care, that's doing self-inventory. Because if you don't take time for yourself and to check in with who you are, then how can you really thrive in your business? If you're not willing to address those hard truths. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. That That's so amazing. And as you were talking this one, um, and again, for me, we all have our guiding principles. And for me, it, it's the Bible, it's the word. And there's this one passage and it talks about seed, time and harvest. And I think, I think what that is, is that a lot of us, um, I think the battle is won in time. 
right? So we all can plant the seed and we all love the harvest, but it's that time part and not, and A, not plucking up what you plant it because it's taking too much time. So ah, I just, I'll just go, I'll just go with this. We will make it work. Well, no, it hasn't, it hasn't germinated yet, right? You need more time there or you're not going to water it, right? And you got to water it. You got to get some sun. There's things that you do in that time part, I think, that really separates as we talk about this being a, po- a podcast about leadership and entrepreneurs. It's that time part, right? That you just have to be committed to and you have to do the watering. You have to do, you know, the sunshine. You got to make sure you pull up. I'm a gardener as well. You got to make sure you pull up all of those weeds. You know what I mean? Um, that's that. That's the time part. And I think if if one talks about leadership not being glamorous in that when we walk it out and live it out the other part about it is that you know it takes dedication and I think you know and, and as much as it feels like it's not happening it's not happening little by little by little and then you look up and wow here we are I remember my early days so I, I went to Yale University and in my day, early days I just wanted to help whoever needed help right so I was just going all over the world just helping whoever I thought it needed help but they gave me far more than I, I could ever have given them during those years but um but, but the more that I just kept at it, you know, and sort of like, you know, when you're living those kind of lifestyles, the, the money, this you don't do it for the money or anything like that. You know, it's really for the fame, right? But the more that you stay committed to the work after time, then you'll see opportunities begin to come to you. But it's about that commitment to the work. And I love that because that is a gem in itself. And I was just getting ready to ask you. What would you tell someone who is planning to start a business? And one thing that we could start off with is um, time. Make sure you put enough time in it and don't and don't shortchange it. That, no, that's right. A, it's time and just you have to stay dedicated to it and keep at it. I think you're always going to be your biggest promoter, right? You can hire the best and I've done that too. You can hire the best Madison Avenue, you know, marketing firm you want, but only you can tell your story. So you have to be... Um, the most committed and the, and the champion and cheerleader for you, because you're really a cheerleader for you. If it's your own thing and your own in your brain, that's you, right? So, so be a cheerleader for yourself. Um, I would also say your 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 support team, meaning your staff, is hugely important. It's hugely important. So when I interviewed, um, and I, we have all, all all women on my staff. When I interviewed, you know, each and every single one of my staff members, you know, I said, listen, um, I go hard. <laughs> <laughs> You know, so I worked at a corporate law firm right out of law school and I was there doing, you know, high powered M&A deals, mergers and acquisitions and sort of pulling all nighters. It's like I work hard and I have a high standard of excellence, not just for you. Let's let's be honest here. My standard of excellence, it starts with me. I have a lot of expectations for her right here. So because I have that, I'm going to have expectations for you as well. And I'm going to support you and I'm going to be there for you. But know what you're getting into because this may not be for you. And that's okay. Um, so, so you just have, and, and that's my ethos. So, whatever your ethos is, be very, very um, clear with whoever you may hire, whoever you may partner with. That this is my ethos. This is my standard. This, th- this is sort of going to be, you know, the dance that we're dancing here. And are you able to do it? The staff is hugely important. The time, the staff, and being just a huge cheerleader and marketer for yourself. You know, I love that. So, time, staff. 
and being your biggest supporter. And yeah, staff, like what good are you if your staff is not appreciative? Because if they don't feel like they're valued, if they don't feel like they're appreciative, do you think that they're going to pour into your business as much as you want them to pour into? No, they're going to have those periods where they're going to be mentally checked out. Like I have been there 15 years in corporate America, 12 years in oil and gas. So I love that you said staff and people need to really own in on that as well as it's so true. And, and I think the staff is sort of the two sides of the same coin. So the one thing is making sure that you're hiring the folks that are going to go at the same pace you're going at. Right. So if you're, so if you're trying to, you know, win that 50 yard dash and they just want to jog, then it's not the right fit. And they could be amazing and great, but it's just because you're, you're doing the 50 yard dash and they're, they're jogging. Right. So it's also about temperament and sort of people's expectations as a, but B in terms of that, I'm very, I'm very big on reciprocal relationships so my thing is that the best leaders that I have seen and my husband, he's in he's in finance. And so we talk about this all the time. The, 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 the greatest leaders that I have seen do have that servant leader mantra. Right. So when you see them with their staff there, there is a mutual respect there and there's a mutual appreciation there. So just as much as I'll tell my staff, hey, look, this wasn't quite right, but we can get it right. In the same breath, I'm going to praise them when they do well, right? And so some of that comes back to the time part that we just want to make sure as leaders and especially as leaders who are starting out that we don't get ahead of ourselves and we don't begin to behave as if, you know, we're already there and treating people in such a way when you still got some time to go. And then even once you get there, still remember that it has to be a reciprocal relationship. Grace is what I'm talking about, having grace. I love that. And as we begin to wind down, Tiffany, I want you to tell the listeners one more time the name of your business, what social media platforms they can find you on. And if you feel compelled to, please give your email address or phone number so someone could get in touch with you if they just want Tiffany. Like, I need to get on the phone with Tiffany. Be happy to. So it's Reflect Us. Um, we are working throughout Texas to get more women appointed and elected. We have a very large presence in Dallas, in Houston, in San Antonio, Austin, and we are growing. Uh, we have a fellowship program called the It Begins Here Fellowship Program. This year we have 12 amazing women. We are supporting and preparing as they begin to run for office and get elected. Um, so we would love, love, love to have you all working with women on getting on boards and commissions, appointments, um, the whole to do. So reflect us. Our website is reflect.us. You can find us on social media at reflect underscore us. And you can email me at Tiffany, T-I-F-F-A-N-Y dot um, uh, Tiffany at, sorry, Tiffany at reflect.us. And I'd be happy to talk with you. Amazing. And there you have it, listeners, of Texas Businesses on the Rise. We had the pleasure of chatting with Tiffany Gardner with Reflect Us, and she shared some amazing tips regarding her journey, her business, as well as how you could ignite and find that spark to refuel refocus and realign with your purpose, your passion, and your destiny assignment and calling. Thank you so much for tuning in. Tiffany, please stand by. Hey there, this is Tatiana. Thank you so much for listening to Texas Businesses on the Rise. If you are a successful entrepreneur who would like to be on this podcast, please visit highdigital.com slash podcast dash Texas 
slash apply. If you got something out of this interview, please share this episode on social media. You can also do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it. If you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media and let them know about the show and include the hashtag Texas Businesses on the Rise. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our website, highdigital.com slash Dallas. Or follow me directly on LinkedIn and Instagram at Tatiana Chamorro. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time. Thank you.